There are those things that come along, um, electricity, the phone, cars, the internet, that fundamentally change the world right down to the very fabric of reality as we know it. I've mentioned it before on the show, Alvin Toffler's book, Future Shock, wrote about that way back in the early 70s. These things come along, maybe not all at once, maybe not even in a sharp, immediately noticeable way, maybe not even initially perceptible to the uninitiated, but they do indeed change the world, and in reality, they prep the world for the next stage of what is to come. They prep the world psychologically. They prep the world spiritually, physiologically, economically. In other words, it is a tectonic shift in the way the world thinks of itself and its reality, and maybe even its tomorrow. It's hard to see this happening. You wouldn't think that it would be, but it is harder than you think. For instance, it's easy to look back on Nazi Germany now at this time, but could you really imagine back in the early 30s, the mid 30s, a world in which human ashes would fall from the sky? Could you really imagine the gulags of Russia, the killing fields of the Cambodia? They're easily spottable now, but at the time there was just not as much consensus that such a macabre and awful reality could be. The other problem is, is that we always tend to judge what tomorrow will be within the same technological framework of yesterday. However, that rarely happens. What took years to accomplish in other countries and other times was accomplished in a matter of days in those human ovens of the Nazis. So technology, change, the shifting of culture in a very powerful way has powerful effects. It's hard to see it though. The truth is, many times it's as if you're looking through a fog, trying to discern the horizon and incapable of fully measuring the ramifications of what is unfolding before you. And I think the truth of the matter is that we are here now in that very future shock, in that very fog of confusion. This reality is intentionally being rolled out across the horizon to both blind us and prepare us for what is to come, or rather I should say, who is to come. And that is the point of our time today. The future shock is not a what, the future shock is a who, or rather, are they? We have never been alone, ever. In the Garden of Eden, Satan used gods, the presence of other entities, another being to entice Eve. He did not say that she would be as God, that was foolishness, but he did say, ye shall be as gods. And as we have often stated, that temptation was meaningless to her unless she understood what those gods were, who they were, and she had some understanding of the infinite power that was at her fingertips. What was so special about these beings that Eve was tempted? It's interesting to think about. Exactly what was it to know good and evil? What knowledge were we talking about? The tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Was it merely a tree or was it more? If Christ is the tree of life, then who is the tree of the knowledge of good and evil? But 
before we digress too far into that particular genre, the point that we're trying to make is that we have never been alone. In the Garden of Eden, and even prior to the flood, after we were expelled from Eden. The Bible tells us that Enoch was a man that walked with God. But in his daily walk, both through the Bible and through non-canonical books, such as the book of Enoch, tells us that there were beings there as well. Heavenly beings, the Anunnaki who produced the Nephilim, the sons of God, which were there likewise in the book of Job at the beginning of creation. In Psalms chapter 82, we are also told that there are gods. And Psalms chapter 82 is a very, very complicated passage. It's very stunning in its reach because when you look at that passage, you have to ask yourself, who and what is God referring to? Who is the identity of these mighty? And the truth is, who was it that they were judging or are judging? Then there's the encounter that God had with the Egyptians. We have often talked about it and discussed it, and most everybody is familiar with uh, the children of Israel being caught literally between the devil and the deep Red Sea. And we know the story of the plagues, but you can find in Exodus chapter number 12, verse 12, that it was not just Pharaoh, not just the Egyptians that God judged, but it was the gods of the Egyptians. The same gods, similar to Genesis chapter 6, the same gods, similar to Job chapter number one. The same gods that were referenced in the book of Acts when they said the gods have come down to us in the likeness of men. The same gods that it appears throughout the Bible are going to play a major role once again and may indeed even be playing a role now. The truth is the Bible is one long interplay between the spirit world and the physical world. You cannot have one without the other. And unfortunately, as this age in which we live has unfolded, we are becoming more and more and more oppressed, feeling the pressure from the other side, reaching through the veil. And while we should be, as believers, more and more attuned to the spirit world, in fact, probably in the United States of America, one of, if not the most materialistic people, are Christians. That's why we're on that airplane. We can talk to oh, God. We can, God. We, true. We, you, you can't manage that today. Right. The, this dope-filled world. Right. And get in an air. Get in a long tube with a bunch of demons. Right. That's exactly. The and point. It, it's deadly. That the reason why Jesus hadn't come is because people are not giving the way God told them to give. I want to believe God for a sixty-five million dollar plane. You heard you as a millionaire. I said that's not right. That's not true. He said, yes, it is. I said, no, it's not. Multi. Now add that to it and you'll be all right. All you have to do, Jeremy, to get it to incur a lot more persecution is buy two airplanes. <laughs> okay. Faith is sold that thousand dollars yes. seed in faith, that believing that this is part of your seed into the kingdom of God. You're doing something for the kingdom yes. of God. But here we are, and while we tend to be dazzled by the show that we are shown every night on the news or on our Facebook news feed, there is an ongoing and group of people out there that is saying, daring to say, terrifyingly stating what the Bible has been saying all these years, and that is that they walk among us. They may not be obvious. You may have to look through the fog and stare closely at the event horizon taking place. But they are there. They have been there. And more and more, they are creeping out of the shadows and into the public eye. 
Look at that. Do you see that? Obama visited the Middle East and gave a speech, an ordinary speech, but allegedly a reptilian was identified in the crowd, a Secret Service agent with very unique features. <laughs> Either way, people ran with it. And if you can believe this, they even created a list on how to identify the list. What happened? Give me a, give me a, give me a for instance. I, I, I want to know. I'm turning, I would I'm love turning to have these so experiences. No, don't be embarrassed. Come on, share. Why not? We have to discuss let's these just, things. Let's let's just say I was with somebody once and, and I saw I saw a transformation that I can't explain mm. the person transformed into something other than human yes I saw it were you on drugs I was not I was totally sober wow you were talking with, I'm just gonna I'm asking you some questions <laughs> if you were ta you were talking to someone yes. and you're having a conversation yes. like we are now yeah this close <laughs> and the person suddenly not in a hallucination they said to you Look, something's going to happen here. Mm -hmm. I'm going to show. I'm going to morph into something else. Mm -hmm. And you're like, well, "This is ridiculous." That's not how it happened. T give me, give me, give me, give me a please. I no, want to see this. Imagine you're doing something, and suddenly you turn around, and there's somebody else standing there. A different human. Sorta. It's hard to explain without going to detail. I'd rather you, not go into details. Okay. But did you say to the person, "What'd you just do here?" That's yes, you. and they acknowledged it. And oh. and what did they say they were from another planet? And they wouldn't explain. Hi everyone, it's me, Tiffany Gomez, probably better known as the crazy plane lady, which is completely warranted. As you know, I have been unwilling to speak on the viral video, but I do finally feel that it's time. First and foremost, I want to take full accountability for my actions. They were completely unacceptable. Distressed or not, I should have been, I should have been in control of my emotions and that was not the case. My use of profanity was completely unnecessary and I want to apologize to everyone on that plane, especially those that had children aboard. Can't imagine going through that and trying to explain to your kid what in the world just happened. We all have our bad moments, um, some far worse than others, and mine happened to be caught on camera for the whole world to see multiple times. Now, what's very fascinating about the apology video, here it is. A, for weeks, nobody could find her. Nobody knew who she was. Airline didn't release anything. Police didn't say anything. Nobody knew who, this, who knew who this woman was. She literally disappeared off the face of the earth. 
Then all of a sudden, B, she shows up with a video, but here's the kicker. It doesn't look anything like the same woman. Does it sound anything like the same woman? Does it even have the same mannerisms as the same woman? She comes on and apologizes and basically just says she had a bad day. Look, I get it. I'm not a big fan of TSA. I don't like flying, especially when you're back in the plane. But a lot of people have had a lot of bad days. A lot of people have been intoxicated. But very few, if ever, have people gotten up, walked out, left their luggage, and said, that and we'll leave her expletive alone back there is not real. Not that the guy was bad, drunk, a pervert. He's not real. That's what she was saying. Now she comes along out of the clear blue after the entire social media world and media world was looking for her and couldn't find her. She comes out with an apology video, but doesn't look like the woman, sound like the woman, talk like the woman, even have the same mannerisms of the woman. What are you saying? I'm saying that the woman who said that guy's not real, she's not. Tell They do indeed walk among us. In fact, David Jacobs wrote a book called Walking Among Us. In his book that came out years ago, he uncovered disconcerting reports, the statement goes on, about aliens' plans for the future of the earth. He reported that a quote, change is coming. Remember, we just talked about these changes, these shocks that come along. In fact, Jacques Vallée, uh, Jacques Vallée talked about this very same thing. If you don't have the book, Messengers of Deception, you must get that book immediately. Immediately, you must get that book. While not a Christian, Vallée understood very clearly that something deeper is taking place, that this whole quote-unquote UAP, UFO alien, is not a mechanical issue. It is not even a technically extraterrestrial issue, but an interdimensional issue. And in a sense, that's what David Jacobs talks about. He reported that a change is coming, a future when very human-like hybrids would intermingle with humans in everyday life. Quote, soon we will be all together, the alien said. Quote, soon everyone will be happy and everyone will know his place. It is a chilling phenomenon that Jacobs examines, and he began to notice a connective pattern in the early 2000s. The alien interrogation action plan, he believes, has kicked into high gear. The incidence of alien abductions have declined as occurrences of alien involvement in everyday life have accelerated. Now listen to that again. Years ago, on the spectrum, there was a highness to the abduction rate. Now what we're seeing is that that abduction rate or classification or report is actually tapering off. However, as that has tapered off, what we are seeing is an acceleration in the numbers of reporting interactivity with alien life on a day-to-day -day basis. In other words, he's stating that a silent and insidious invasion has begun. Alien hybrids, have moved into our neighborhood, into our workplaces. They have been trained by human abductees to pass, to blend into society, to appear as normal as your next door neighbor. Now what's fascinating about this is that he uses the term intermingling. 
he uses the term that we just mentioned a moment ago, intermingling, and that they would all we would all be together. Does that sound somewhat familiar to you, sort of like a tares and wheat situation found in the book of Matthew? A subset of a humans is what he's saying. That there are hybrids, a subset of humans, and that they are alien hybrids. One of the things that's interesting to think about is the connectivity of humans carrying alien DNA. One would have to ponder, one would have to think, one would have to wrestle very hard with how you could get millions upon millions upon millions upon millions of people to take something into their body that they have very little, if any, information about whatsoever. That they are told that they must have, and not just that they must have once, but they must have repeatedly, how could you get millions of people to take something into their body that has, by definition, manipulated RNA? <laughs> I'd have to laugh at that. <laughs> I should be prosecuted. Of course, we may be digressing here, but I'll leave that up to your wild speculation and imagination. What is interesting is this, is that what Jacobs is describing, what Valet is describing, what John Keel described as his writings progressed and matured, is something that the Bible seems to be mentioning to us when we take the Bible at face value. Now, if you're not a believer, you have to understand that the Bible must be read in its normal grammatical language. Now, what does that mean? It means that when the Bible is being symbolic, it is clear. It will use terms such as like unto, as if, as it were. It's telling you in no uncertain terms, this is a symbol, this is an analogy. However, when the Bible is not being clear, however strange it might be, you are to take it in its normal grammatical sense. The question is, do we sometimes rush to symbolize, rush to spiritualize something that might not be symbolic, that might indeed be a real description of a world in which you and I could not possibly imagine, but as Toffler wrote, when that shock comes, real indeed it is. For instance, was Judas a devil? We know that Judas had a human father, son of Kyrios, but was he something akin to a Babylon working? Was he something akin to a Rosemary's baby? Who and what is Judas when he was called a devil? Was Cain of that wicked one? If you read the scriptures, you'll find in 1 John that it says Cain, who is of that wicked one. A very fascinating turn of the English language. Not only that, when you look at that very closely, it is very much connected to something we just mentioned a moment ago, and that is the tares and wheats found in the book of Matthew. A parable that very, very much concerned the disciples. They were very confused about it, very concerned about it, because the implications in the physical implied that Cain was the beginning of what may possibly be a bloodline, a DNA line of Satan himself, where the tares were intermingled, to use Jacob's word. Was it merely a spiritual parable? It's possible. Was it more probable? And then there's the question of Genesis 3.15, what is often called the proto-gospel, the first inclination that a Messiah would come into human affairs. And not a being from the outside that would never take upon them humanity, but a being born into the line of humanity, into the line of Adam. 
It is the woman's seed, an impossibility unless you have the virgin birth. But wait a second, there is also clearly in the same passage, same context, same structural syntax, the serpent's seed. Who is that serpent's seed? I believe it is talking about the son of perdition, Antichrist. But is there a line? Just as the Messiah came through, is there a line? Now, it would be easy to dismiss all of this as fantasy. It would be easy to dismiss all of this as one guy sitting in his soul trap lair, talking about things that are hard to understand. But ladies and gentlemen, the future shock is not coming. It is here. We are now dealing with, and it has happened so quickly, it has happened so rapidly that you don't even realize, <laughs> you don't even seem to see that we are now talking on national TV in front of Congress with rational, normal human beings, the reality of extraterrestrial life, or rather UAPs or UFOs. Case in point, July 27th, 2023, mainstream news, Congressional Oversight Committee, quote, historic testimony from high-level UAP witnesses. As we convene here, UAP are in our airspace, but they are grossly underreported. These sightings are not rare or isolated, they are routine. Military aircrew and commercial pilots, trained observers whose lives depend on accurate identification, are frequently witnessing these phenomena. If you ask me, do I believe there's life in a universe that is so vast that it's hard for me to comprehend how big it is? My personal answer is yes. So you're telling me there's a chance. We don't know what these UAP are. That's why I'm announcing that NASA has appointed a NASA director of UAP research. The United States House Committee on Oversight Accountability held a hearing on July 26 titled Unidentified Anomalous Phenomena, Implications on National Security, Public Safety, and Government Transparency. Now that last little phrase, government transparency, we all like a good laugh. Where high-profile government witnesses David Fravor, Ryan Graves, and Josh Grush provided testimony regarding the current state of government policy regarding UAP reporting, aviation safety, and possible illegal activity involving the hiding of UAP back engineering programs from congressional oversight. Now, my wife and I, when we first got married, when we were very young, we loved watching the Soul Trap. Are you sure about that? The X-Files. I can remember we would get out of church on Sunday night, and this was back before I was um, healthy and good looking and handsome the way I am now, but I can remember we would get out, we would run to McDonald's. We lived just right, right over the river in the Bradenton area. We would run by McDonald's, uh, get a little light supper, she'd get something. I'd get uh, a little light 10-piece chicken McNugget, uh, two double quarter pounders with cheese, a large fry and a milkshake. And then we would head, head to the house. And we would get there in time because on Sunday night, the X-Files would come on. Dana Scully, Fox Mulder. Maybe that's where the idea of the Soul Trap was born somewhere there. It, it set something ablaze in our hearts. But I can remember 
them testifying before Congress, talking about back engineering programs, talking about these kind of things. And it was fun to watch, but if you talked about it on Monday morning, you were kind of silly. I mean, it was fun to watch, but I mean, that's not real. That motherfucker back there is not real. You're not real, man. Um, apparently it is. And the world is just turning as if nothing has happened. Organized by representatives Tim Burchett and Anna Paulina Luna and facilitated by the Oversight Committee's Subcommittee on National Security, this hearing was important in that the testimonies of Fravor, Graves, and Grush have now been entered into the official congressional record, including their respective professional backgrounds, experience, and insight into UAP. Each witness, the report states here, brought to the table a different perspective of the government's involvement. For example, Commander David Fravor, former commander of the U.S. Navy's Black Aces Squadron, offered insight into his first-hand UAP experience. Having personally seen and to a degree interacted with one of the anomalous objects named the Tic Tac. We've covered that here. That dog, the Nimitz Carrier Strike Group, for weeks as it was conducting maneuvers off the coast of California in 2004. Ryan Graves, currently the executive director of Americans for Safe Aerospace and former Navy aviator, who was a member of the Red Ripper Squadron operating out of the Naval Air Station in Oceana that encountered numerous UAPs off the Virginia coast. David Grush, he's the former National Reconnaissance Office representative for the Department of Defense's Unidentified Anomalous Phenomena Task Force. Did you get all that? Because I'm not reading it again. In other words, he's a deep dive guy. He, he's one of, the, um, one of the guys that works for, if you know, if you know uh, a little bit of your X-Files history, he's one of the guys that works um, for the smoking man. He came forward to report the existence of numerous black projects aimed at backing, back engineering recovered UAP. Grush became a whistleblower to not only inform the public about the existence of these programs, but also to expose their potentially illegality to Congress and the Intelligence Community Inspector General. All three witnesses agreed that the presence of UAP presents a threat to national security, with Fravor stating, quote, the technology we faced was far superior than anything that we have, and that whoever is in control of this technology can go into space, go someplace, drop down in a matter of seconds, do whatever it wants and leave and there's nothing we can do about it, nothing. Now, are these little green man, men from the planet Reticulon? No, no. There's something bigger going on. And I do not think that these are true whistleblowers. My personal opinion is that they're not whistleblowers, that they are table setters. They are appetizers. They are wetting the whistle of the public. What they're actually doing is grooming the public. They're grooming us. They're making the abnormal normal. Three men with high-ranking clearance and high-ranking pedigrees in the government are telling us that this is going on and Congress for the most part open them up with welcome arms, welcome them. We're gonna see in a few minutes, uh, one of our favorite guys, Schumer, who is basically three pigs and a half. He just absolutely lit the whole thing wide open. 
But what are they doing? They're grooming us. They are preparing us for what the Bible told you is coming. It's the end of the world! Now, although Grush was unable to divulge much in the way of new information, the report states what he discovered uh, while he was an investigator for the UAP, UAP task force, he reiterated his findings about the legacy UAP research programs being run in secret, along with what he referred to as biologics that were recovered with some craft that are being illegally hidden from congressional oversight. He stated that biologics were non-human and that was the assessment of people with direct knowledge on the program Biologics. Interesting. He stated that his knowledge of recovered UAP in the possession of the U.S. government is, quote, based on interviewing over 40 witnesses over four years, and that he was told the exact locations of where this material is held, information that he has already provided to Inspector General and Intelligence Committees. Grush also stated that he can provide the committee with a, quote, cooperative and hostile witness list of specific individuals that were involved with agencies and contractors that the committee could question for further information on the nature and funding of these programs. Did he provide that? I don't know. Grush also discussed the reprisals that were directed against him, describing them as very brutal and very unfortunate, some of the tactics they used to hurt me both professionally and personally. He also said that he was personally aware of individuals that were physically harmed to ensure their silence on the matter. When asked if he was aware of anyone being murdered at the end, Grush answered that he directed people with that knowledge to the appropriate authorities. Hmm. While the hearing itself unfolded smoothly, arranging the events was problematic. Of course, they were very concerned about what could be released to the public and what could not. However, there clearly, one report states, is a threat to national security of the United States. In fact, Representative Andy Ogle stated that, quote, as members of Congress, we have a responsibility to maintain oversight and be aware of these activities so that, if appropriate, we take action. Nine most terrifying words in the English language are, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. Now, while this was taking place over in the House, the Senate never wants to be left out of a good party. And so sharp-witted, highly intelligent, on-the-ball Mitch McConnell string of uh, and Senator Feinstein, who is young and brisk and rearing to go and serve her country. Um, say aye. Pardon me? Aye. Yeah. Uh, to say. I, I would like to support a yes vote on this, and it funds priorities submitted. Yeah, just say aye. Okay, just... Aye. Those senators and others, they didn't want to be left out, so they got involved too with the, quote, U.S. Senate introducing Unidentified Anomalous Phenomenon Disclosure Act. House oversight hearings on the UAP slated for July 26th. The Senate is following suit. Events in the world of UFO disclosure have been moving at superluminal speed, one writes, as of late. Along with the announcement that the House Oversight Committee will hold a hearing 
On July 26, a bipartisan coalition of senators has submitted a new amendment to next year's National Defense Authorization Act. Now, let me time out there. The they that are human, they? Well, Eisenhower told us who that was years ago. Kennedy tried to cross him, and he lost out. All the they that you see on TV, they are the they that are protecting the they that are their actual power. We're talking about the military-industrial complex. We're talking about just like it was eventually the Praetorian Guards who ruled Rome, so it is the Praetorian Guards that rule the United States of America. The money is in the war. That's where it is. Now, whenever you start messing with the Defense Authorization Act, it ought to throw your spidey senses up. They don't play around with that stuff. So this was an amendment similar to the Assassination Records Review Board that deals with declassification of material regarding the JFK assassination. Now, what's fascinating to me is the connecting between alien abduction, UAPs, and the JFK assassination is the military-industrial complex. You see the connection? Additionally, the report states, the amendment states that the U.S. government will take possession of any recovered UAP material, biological or otherwise, regardless of what agency or department it is in possession of. Okay. First, Representative Anna Pauline Luna and Tim Burchett have announced that a hearing will be held on July 26, where the House Oversight Committee will hear testimony. Although it is assumed that the hearing will be held in Washington, there are some discussions about moving the proceedings to a location in Florida to meet with some insiders who've had some possible secret UAP information. Now, if they do end up moving that to the Soul Trap Studios, we will keep you informed of that. Secondly, though, this is no less an important development, one writes, because a bipartisan coalition led by Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer has introduced for the first time an amendment to the National Defense Authorization Act for 2024 to form a review board dedicated to facilitating the disclosure of UAP information and materials to the public. The amendment outright title, the Unidentified Anomalous Phenomenon Disclosure Act, calls for the formation of a panel consisting of nine members, nine members, nine members. It seems to me that we have done, and Kevin, you correct me if I'm wrong, and by the way, always, we always thank the K-Man who makes all of this possible. It seems that we have done a, a, an episode on Seven of Nine. You have to check that out if you haven't. There's a connectivity. Gene Roddenberry, The Nine, JFK Assassinations, the UAP, and the military-industrial complex. Remember, at the Soul Trap, we don't come up with conclusions, but we do connect the dots. So, a member of, consisting of nine members, nominated by the president, <laughs> if he's awake, uh, following recommendations made by key members of the House and Senate, at least six of the members are to be represented by the following. 
one current or former national security official, yada, 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 yada. These individuals are to be granted the necessary security clearance and access, including any and all relevant presidential department and agency special access programs. In other words, they're supposedly going to come up with the truth. Now, here's the interesting thing. And here's where things get really, really funky to me. For decades, and this is Chuck Schumer now, for decades, many Americans have been fascinated by objects mysterious and unexplained. And it's a long past time they got some answers, Schumer said in a statement on July 14th. Schumer's co-sponsor on the amendment are Senators Kristen Gillibrand, a Democrat, Martin Heinrich, Mike Rounds, Marco Rubio, and Todd Young. Now, listen very closely to what Schumer said. Remember what we talked about at the beginning? Future shock, these moments of change that you don't realize have happened, but they have happened. Listen to what he says. The American public has a right to learn about technologies of unknown origins non-human intelligence, and unexplainable phenomenon. We are not only working to declassify what the government has previously learned about these phenomena, but to create a pipeline for future research to be made public. That right there, ladies and gentlemen, you mark my words. That's the paragraph that it will change the road ahead. It is not just what he said, but it is what he did not say. Let me read it to you how you would say it if we were investigating whether this was real or not. The American public has a right to learn about technologies of unknown origins, non-human intelligence, and unexplainable phenomenon. And if these are explainable or not, if they are real or not, we need to get to the bottom of this and find out what's going on. That's not what he said. He all but admitted to technologies of unknown origin, check. Non-human intelligence, check. Unexplainable phenomenon. We want to get to the bottom. We have a right to know about these. Oh, so they exist. He admitted that there is a non-human intelligence and they exist and we have a right to know about it. He admits that there is technologies of unknown origins and it exists and therefore we have a right to know about it. Do you see? He goes on to say, we're not only working to declassify what the government has previously learned about these phenomenon. In other words, he's saying they're there. We know them. Now you get the right to know them. Stop the press. That should be plastered. We should have gotten clarification. Wait, 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 wait. You're saying that we know about non-human intelligence. Now we as the public have a right to know about it. Is that what you're saying? It's there? The truth is there? Now notice the next powerful statement. But to create a pipeline for future research to be made public. We've got to figure out a way to get you groomed. We've got to figure out a way to get you prepped 
for what's getting ready to happen. And we are going to create a normalcy acceptance. It's just normal. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The government for new years has known about technologies of unknown origin and um, yeah, 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 non-human intelligence and unexplainable phenomenon. And, and now, by golly, uh, it's time for you to know the truth. Wait, <laughs> we've been told all this time that it, that it wasn't. Oh, this is just normal. And now we're going to create a pipeline for you to be able to know more about this information. Why? Because more information's coming. It's not whether it exists or if they are real or if they're even here. He speaks about them as if they are real and that what they are doing is simply bringing to light what they have found and then creating a venue through which you and I can now begin to accept the reality. And the reality is simply this. The they are here. They are walking among us. Now, the only ones who are not surprised about this are the people that actually read their Bible and believe it. Watch the game unfold. Here's the end game. The banks will begin to struggle, percolating more and more closures. There will be a push for more digital monetary system. Confusion and uproar about the elections will heighten. There will possibly be rioting, violence, and possibly even a staged assassination attempt, or worse. There will be a push into localized war with Russia, quite possibly a dirty bomb that will take place in Russia that will give them carte blanche to go full invasion on Ukraine, which they have not even begun to do. Do not believe the reports that Russia is struggling. There will be a global, verifiable aerial event that will show the world that has already been prepped to believe it that they are here. Mainstream Christianity will embrace these gods as angels sent from heaven and probably only a very small remnant of Bible believers will reject them as well as a remnant of Muslims and probably the single greatest people that will reject them will be the Muslim nation which will create a venue for a global thermal nuclear war centered around the Middle East. Be on the lookout for a new pope, a younger pope, a vibrant pope, a man more in tune with the androgynous. And Israel pulled into another conflict, Israel quite possibly even being pitted against the United States. In that one statement by Chuck Schumer, we have entered into the future shock. It is not future shock, ladies and gentlemen. It is now shock. The truth of the matter is, we are not waiting for the them to come. They have always been here. They are waiting for us to leave. And quite frankly, whenever the Lord wants, I'll be more than happy to oblige you. Flash of light you saw in the sky was not a UFO. Swamp gas from a weather balloon was trapped in a thermal pocket and retracted the light. Sorry. Damn, 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 dam
Thank you.